The Saints had a chance this Sunday to prove that they're a legitimate team in the NFC, one that could vie for an advance into the playoffs, make it seem fun for us, and not just be a team that's winning a division just because someone has to. And once again, they fell short of that goal. Let's talk about it right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Huda Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rosvoglu, and as always, we're brought to you by Scott Fickner, injury lawyers who've been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore. Scott Fickner handles it all. You can give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. Now, the score looked close. You're going to look at your phone. If you missed some of the Saints game, go 27 and 19. They were competitive. Bull fucking shit. They were not. This was once again a case of the New Orleans Saints giving you one of those false hope type of comebacks where in reality, they were thoroughly outplayed for the first half. Probably the worst half of football they've played this entire season, which is saying a lot because we've seen a lot of bad football. And I said coming into this Sunday, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's miserable when the Saints beat the Bears or if they beat the Colts, because it's hard to win in the NFL, and you take a win any way you can get it, whether it's by three points or 30 points. But what I did say, and people have been listening, know I've been saying this for the last couple of days now, if you want me to start buying stock in the Saints, if you want me to believe that they can have an actual playoff run or they could do some damage, even if it's just on wildcard weekend, you got to beat teams that are over 500. And you better sure as hell beat a team that's missing Justin Jefferson, that's missing Kirk Cousins, that is missing Cam Akers, missing KJ Osborne. That team is injury riddled. Their quarterback's only been in the building for about 10 days. You better beat that team. And instead, you get absolutely embarrassed. And again, 27 to 19, that's going to look good for some people. Some people might say that's okay. It's not okay. This team was down 27 to 3 for the majority of this game. And even when they did come back, it's all prevent defense. It's chucking the ball downfield. And Jameis made this fun. I'll give Jameis credit for making the end of this game somewhat fun. But at the end of the day, it's still a loss. And once again, Dennis Allen proves if it's not a bottom-of-the-barrel team like the Chicago Bears, like the Panthers, like the Colts, and I honestly, the Colts is going to be their signature win at this point in the season, which is embarrassing, they don't get it done. And I think today was the perfect example of why people like me get frustrated with Dennis Allen. Because prior to today, and I'll talk about the injuries because the Saints got decimated by them today. Prior to today, the Saints had arguably the healthiest roster in the NFL. Healthiest roster in the NFL with the easiest schedule I've ever seen in my life. Every quarterback on their schedule, for the most part, is a backup. Against the Colts, they face Anthony, they don't face Anthony Richardson. They face Gardner Minshew. Against the Bears, they don't face Justin Fields. They, fa- they face Tyson Bajan. Against uh, the Jesus Christ, the Vikings today, you don't face Kirk Cousins, you face Josh Dobbs, although he looked like Michael Vick today. In weeks' time, you won't face Daniel Jones, you might not face Tyrod Taylor, you might face Tommy fucking DeVito. They have gotten every scheduling break, but it doesn't matter when your head coach isn't good enough. And on the opposite side, which was the perfect kind of dichotomy to this entire game, was you have Dennis Allen with a healthy roster with the easy schedule who cannot get it done. And you got Kevin O'Connell, whose team started off one and four. One and four, you start to have momentum. And then your quarterback, who's playing at an MVP level this season, which he was in Kirk Cousins, gets injured, torn Achilles, out for the year. And it's very easy for that to be the sign of saying, hey, our season's over. We try to come back, but it's hard to win without our starting quarterback. 
They go out, they get Josh Dobbs, and they just keep on winning. And the Vikings are going to make the playoffs at this point. There's no doubt in my mind. Because they got a damn good coach who knows what he's doing. This coach don't know what the fuck he's doing. And let's be real. Before I get into the next topic and talk about injuries, because they are a really big concern. If you want to say, well, the Saints made a little bit of a comeback with Jameis. That's positive, whatever. Let's be real here. If they won this game with Jameis, which obviously would have been good for the grand scheme of the Saints winning a football game, how embarrassing would it have been that the guy that Dennis Allen picked to be his quarterback, handpicked, gets the bench because he gets hurt, and all of a sudden the other guy who he tried to replace with Andy Dalton last year and then replaced him this offseason would play better. And honestly, I don't know, even know if Jameis played that well because his interceptions were inexcusable. I know to some they're excusable, but they were inexcusable. They were bad throws. But the Saints have a bad QB situation with a horrible head coach, with an offensive coordinator that once every four weeks decides to do, do his job, and apparently that's enough. It's bothering the crap out of me. And I'm not done ranting about it. I'll rant about it in just a couple of minutes. Before I do that, I got to talk about this, you know, the injuries right now. Because, Lord, it's a lot. So you got Derek Carr, who has a right shoulder and a concussion. You have Michael Thomas with a knee injury. Happens very early in the game. Marshawn Lattimore on a cart because of an ankle injury. No, we don't have an update yet on him. Malcolm Roach also got hurt. So did Shahid, but they were able to play through their injuries. So I guess that's some good news. But Derek Carr, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, those three going down, obviously not ideal. Definitely not ideal that Marshawn and Mike got hurt because because that those are two of your best players, two, especially when it comes to Mike, a leader. And then Marshawn, arguably your best player on the team. You're going to need him. Now, the bye week comes at a perfect time for them, injury-wise. Could get healthy, then be ready for the Falcons game, and obviously that's going to be a big one. But obviously not ideal. And as for Derek Carr, you don't want your quarterback to get hurt ever. But it was crazy to me the sequence of how it happens because he's got Rashid Shahid wide open to the right side of the field. Doesn't see him, holds the ball for about five more seconds, and then fumbles. And then the next play decides to run up into the pocket and gets clobbered. And yeah, good throw on that play. But you would have never got to that play if you saw Rashid Shahid wide open for a touchdown, which you missed. And every time I try to give Derek Carr a little bit of credit, he goes back into his checkdowns, holding the ball too long, doing stupid shit. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Now, if you're arguing Jameis, Derek Carr, you lost the battle because they both fucking suck. And that's the way I feel about it. I think they both stink in terms of being a starting quarterback. I don't think either one's it at this point in their respective careers. But if your argument is I'd rather watch Jameis for 10 or 15 million than Derek Carr for 40, that's fine with me. That's a fair argument. And that, that argument kind of got validated today because at least when Jameis was in, Chris Olave made some fun plays, which we haven't seen since fucking 1840 BC because this is what this offense has looked like the past two months. It bothers the shit out of me, man. They ran the football well in the first quarter and then abandoned it because they couldn't make a stop on defense and decided to throw the football for some stupid reason, which was a question that I can't have answered. Taysom Hill, why use him? No point in using him. It's not like he helps this offense. They can't figure shit out. And now you got the injuries on top of it. It's a mess. It's a mess. I'm literally going to lose my head from screaming. Now, before I get into what you guys have to say, I got to talk about the main problem here. The main problem. I'm sitting here. I'm complaining about Dennis Allen. I'm complaining about Derek Carr. I'm complaining about the defense wetting the bed every first half of the game apparently now. But this falls on one man. And it will fall on one man for the end of the season and into the offseason. So when I say this, this is all that matters right now in terms of who's responsible. Mickey Loomis, figure this fucking shit out, man. Figure it out. 
Stop trying to be buddy-buddy with Dennis Allen and buddy-buddy with this organization and not want to step on people's toes and hurt people's feelings. Who gives a shit? The name of the game is to win. The name of the game is to win a Super Bowl. It's not to win the worst division in football, which honestly, through a year and a half now, we don't even have proof that Dennis Allen can do that. Like, there's no guarantee he wins this division just because it's shitty. And winning a division just because it's shitty does not mean he deserves another year. And it shouldn't be the standard for a team that constantly won double-digit games with Sean Payton. It should not be the standard. And I get it. They want to run this buddy operation, mom-and-pop shop type of thing where they're all friends and they sing Kumbaya, but I don't want to see it anymore. And let's be real. It's not just about Mickey Loomis not holding Dennis Allen in check. What has he done as a general manager lately? Derek Carr swinging a fucking miss. Jamal Williams, what does he do? What does he do besides being a TikTok every other day? He has done nothing for this team. Jimmy Graham, that was just for goodwill. I mean, we have not seen anything from Jimmy Graham outside of a touchdown in Green Bay in week three, and week three feels like it was four years ago. And it, it really, honestly, doesn't just stop with those signings. What about other guys that they've brought in via the draft? Trevor Penning, that was a waste of a first-round pick so far. Peyton Turner, that was definitely a waste of a first-round pick. So we can't be blowing through first-round picks whiffing on free agent signings and being unwilling to fire a head coach that if he suffers six more losses in a row, he's going to have the same record as my favorite fucking sci-fi movie in Blade Runner 2049. Because this man is 20 and 43 as a head coach right now. Brian Flores, the DC of the Vikings, won had a winning record in back-to-back years and got fired. Dennis Allen has never had a winning record, and he just gets year after year after year. Which, kudos to him. I don't know what the hell he's saying behind closed doors that he gets another year. But Mickey Loomis is the guy where all the attention has to be focused to. And Mickey's done some amazing things in New Orleans. And I'm not taking away what he's done that's been great. But just because you did something great doesn't mean you get the leash that lasts for 30 years. Because Bill Belichick might be considered the greatest head coach of all time. And that man is going to get canned in the offseason. Because no matter what you accomplished in the NFL, it's about what you're doing for me lately. It's not about what you did for me 10 years ago. It's not about what you did for me five years ago. What are you doing for me right now? And for people that go, well, if you fire Dennis Allen, you better be ready for this defense to suck. Who cares? This defense sucks for a whole half every game. Every week, this defense is terrible in the first half. It puts them in a hole, and then they play great in the second half. I won't take that away from them. They play great in the second half. But if you're afraid of losing a Dennis Allen defense that has A, no pass rush, their two leaders are old and slow now, okay? And yes, the secondary is excellent. I can't take them away from that. But it's really because of their corners, because their safeties aren't worth a damn. That's what you're afraid of losing? This league is about young quarterbacks and offensive-minded coaches. And you may get the one exception where a defensive coach comes in here and shakes things up like a D'Amico Ryans. But guess what D'Amico Ryans has right now? C.J. Stroud, who's playing not at a rookie of the year level, at an MVP level. So you cannot give me an older, immobile quarterback with a defensive-minded coach whose defense really isn't that good anymore. They're okay and great in the second half, but in the first half, they're downright atrocious. That's the truth of the matter. And, and father time comes for everyone. It comes for Cam Jordan. It comes for Demario Davis. It comes for Tyron Matthew. This isn't the defense that we came to know and love. And I'm not saying it's the defense's fault. 
I want to make that very clear. This season does not fall on the defense. But if your whole argument to keeping DA is he's an elite defensive mind, dude, what are we waiting for at this point? The window for this team to win a Super Bowl is closed. It slams shut. And now you got to start thinking about when can we get back to that moment where we do have a four or five year stretch of at any year, it could be our moment to win the Super Bowl. And you got to be real with yourself. And you can't have your blinders on because you're best friends with Dennis Allen or you think he's a nice guy. And I'm sure he is a nice guy, by the way. But you, the goal is to win a damn championship, not go eight and nine and back your way into the playoffs. Because I said last week, had they beat the Vikings and showed me progress, you would make me believe that, hey, maybe wildcard weekend you can have an actual shot. But if you lose to every team that's 500 or better, you expect me to pick you to win a wildcard game? You're lucky if you don't lose by 20. This is the type of team that they have right now in New Orleans. And if Mickey's not ready to make changes, then that falls on him. Because I'm tired of hearing after every week from this propaganda that gets pushed out that they're close and we need to have patience. What patience? The division is horrible. You've spent a shit ton of money. You keep going win now, win now, win now, but you're not winning anything. And you're doing just enough to not have a top 10 pick. So you can't even have that some, you know, glimmer of hope that you can draft that guy that'll be your future. So that's where we're at with the Saints. That's the truth of the matter. That's where we're at. And I'm so, so frustrated with this team. I'm so frustrated. Because at this point, they are who they are. They might beat the Falcons in two weeks from now. And guess what? They'll get their teeth kicked in by the Lions the following week. Because that's who they are. And, and if, if Mickey can't see it, then he could be gone too. That's the way it should be. And I'm not expecting it. I'm expecting Dennis Allen to get another year, and I'm sure there'll be fluff pieces about how this is the year that he turns it around and he got a coordinator. Who the fuck wants to work with him? All he's done is bring back his ex-buddies from the Raiders who never won anything and bringing them to New Orleans. And shocker, the teams that were going 4-12 and in, in Oakland can't win in New Orleans. It is what it is. They've whiffed, and there's no more excuses. Because guess what? You want to say he's a great defense coach? Fine. His defense isn't that good anymore. And you wanted a pin last year on Jameis Winston? Cool. You brought in Derek Carr, and he's been worse. So what's the next excuse? Honest to God, what is the next excuse for him? New play caller? Cool. Let's bring in a new play caller, and when Dennis Allen sucks ass again next year, let's have another discussion about what his next excuse will be. Because that's where you're going. That's the trend you're going if Mickey Loomis doesn't have the balls to fire Dennis Allen after this year. Because this shit is fucking pathetic. They are such a joke, and they're so predictable, too, that they go to Minnesota, a banged-up Minnesota team, and get rocked, but they make it close enough where he could go, oh, we did some good things in the second half. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit, it's always the same spiel from him. We got to clean this up and fix that. Guess what? It never gets fixed. They're bad against mobile quarterbacks. That was true to get today against Josh Dobbs. They're an undisciplined team. Penalty smoked them today. And again, I will be here every week to talk about the Saints. We'll talk about everything that happens. But from this point forward, I am done believing in the Dennis Allen-led Saints thinking that they could do anything, anything to turn this around and be a competitive team. Go beat the Falcons in two weeks' time. Cool. And then go get smoked by the Lions, and it'll be the same stupid cycle with this head coach. 
And everyone wants to blame who they want to blame. And there's a lot of finger pointing that's going to go around. And a lot of hats involved in this mess. But Lord, it starts with the head coach. It starts with the head coach. Because if you can't beat the Vikings, you're not beating any team over 500 moving forward. That's, that's the truth of the matter. So we'll get into what you guys have to say in just a moment. But before we do that, just want to get a quick word from one of our sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BOOT. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BOOT. The crown is yours. Once again, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being part of the program. So we're going to get into comments that you guys brought up here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. We're going to start off the super chat from Ed. Thank you for the support, Ed. He says, Saints defense look old and unprepared. Carr looks old already. Jameis was Jameis. At least Olave and A.T. Perry showed up. Yep, that was a that was a cool one. I'm glad you mentioned A.T. Perry. I forgot to bring him up because I was so filled with negativity to start. But A.T. Perry played really well. I mean, I know there's some moments where he slipped here and there. But when he finishes his game with two catches for 38 yards and touchdown, you absolutely take that. My question is, why didn't we see him sooner this year? You want to say he had to learn the playbook? Fine. Is what it is. But it was exciting to see him in there. And the only... You don't want to see Michael Thomas miss time, but if Michael Thomas misses time, maybe we'll get to see a little bit of what A.T. Perry can do, but I was definitely pleased with the out of state today, uh, what we saw from him. And Olave, obviously, that is what you expect from him. Give him a chance. Uh, the one thing that I thought Jameis did a good job of today was giving Olave a chance on those passes down the field, and he delivered six catches for 90-plus and a touchdown. He was excellent. Got a super chat here from Easy Zero. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the support. I'm sure you put other uh, comments in the chat, and I'll, I'll make sure to get to those for sure as we continue. Uh, obviously, if you guys send a super chat, I'll get to those first, but let's get into comments we have here. Uh, New Daylight presents us, Hudat fam, this game was the decider for if we have an ugly chance or if it's over. I'm confident it's over now. Won't watch another game of that shit show. See you next year. Well, I'll be here every single game. You guys know it, but it was a decider for me. I said, you got to beat the Vikings and beat a team over 500 for me to feel like, hey, Wildcard weekend, you got a shot because you got talent on this team. But again and again, we continue to see that this talent means nothing when you have a bad head coach, a bad offense coordinator, and a quarterback who is not consistent. And it's tough to do that in this league. Alex says, can't win consistently in this league with a bad head coach and QB combo. And unfortunately, I don't think that either are going to change next season. I don't think so either. And you know how I feel confident in that? Before this week, leading up to this game, there's a lot of fucking talk and fluff about, oh, Dennis Allen starting to win again. Here we go. Here comes the Saints because that shit gets pushed nonstop because we got to feed Dennis Allen's ego and, you know, build him up as if he's done anything worth the damn, which he hasn't as a head coach. And as soon as those things started coming out, I was like, yep, yeah, they're not firing him. And I think the only way he gets fired is if they A, miss the playoffs or B, <sighs> No, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know. Maybe just lose out. And I don't want them to lose out because I hate watching this team lose. But I don't think they're going to fire DA. And as for Derek Carr, the way they set up that contract, you're kind of married for another year with him. But even if that's the case, at least if, if you have Derek Carr but a different coach, you can draft a quarterback. And all right, what? Carr's a bridge for one year and then you get to the next guy. But you, you hold on to DA another year, then there's no point of drafting a quarterback under him because – that guy's not going to see the field, nor do you want him to get his, his, his growth stunted. So 
It's a horrible situation. I agree with you. I don't really think they're going to make a change. Margaret says, terrible game, coaching defense and offense first half. Carr doesn't want to take a chance, and Winston does. Where was Taysom on third and one in the first half? Oh, my God. Totally agree. Don't understand where the hell Taysom was in those short yard situations, but you know I, I can scream about this all day, and they'll continue to do it. This is where we're at with the Saints quarterback situation. We got one guy who is too careful with the ball and doesn't want to push it down the field and just check it down, and we got the other guy who doesn't want to check it down because he wants to throw it deep. If you could just merge forces here, you might have something worth a damn, but that's kind of where we're at. New Daylight Presents says, thanks for everything, Who that Nation. Time to spend time on ourselves, building skills on Sunday, uh, time with family. Fuck Dennis Allen. Well, I mean, you're, you're probably not the only one who feels that way. Joe says, I'm with you. Alex says, a lot of ugly today, but shout out to A.T. Perry. Balled out today. He did. New Daylight says, pray for our coaching staff to be fired. Put a uh, little candle in church next week. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll go to church next week for that then. Cam with the super chat. Thank you for the support, Cam. He says, Demario's 34, Cam's 34, Tyron and Pete are slow. Pete Werner has regressed this year. I'm glad you brought up Pete. I have not mentioned it enough, and that's like shame on me for like cutting him slack. Pete's been bad this year because we're so focused on Pete Carmichael that we're not talking about Pete Werner not being what we expect him to be this year. And now that Demario's not who he used to be, it feels like Pete's deficiencies are on full blast. Cam is like two seconds too slow, which is unfortunate. Because you could tell the football mind and, and savviness is still there. Same goes for Demario. Tyron had some horrible plays today. Horrible. But you know what? It's hard to pick on him when the entire secondary gets exposed by TJ Hawkinson. So just a lot of bad to go around. A lot of bad for sure. Brenton says, AT got to catch that pass. He had the same issues at Wake. I, I agree. But, you know, look, I, I'll take the good. When it comes to a rookie like him, there were some flashes, which is good to see. Trey Gift says, third and three, fuck it, go long. That seems to be the case. New Daylight says, if any of the players for you tonight is a problem, then you are beyond blind. Uh, I mean, I'm players struggle today. A lot of players struggle today. But at some point, like, we got to focus our energy towards the main problem, and then we can get to the other problems after. But the players did struggle today. Like, they're not, I don't think they're absolved from criticism. Margaret says, I hope we don't come in first in our division because they don't deserve it. Coaching staff needs to go, period. I agree, but like, I don't know if like him, if, if you told me that DA gets fired, the Saints don't win the division, fine. But I don't even know if that's a certainty because like this, this front office just is unwilling to break up this Sean Payton era. And I'm so ready for it to be done, but they clearly aren't. Joe says, sorry, as division helps DA keep his job. I kind of feel like that's the case. Alex says, not going to get excited about this team anymore. Anytime we think they could go on a streak, they put together a game like today. Final score was not indicative of how outclassed they were. I agree. New Daylight presents his penalties, pace, coaching, decisions, taste some apps in the second half, but still receiver discipline. It's over. Fair enough. Mr. Game and Wall says, as usual, the DA inconsistently stays inconsistent as usual. Why do I bother expecting things to change after easy dub? Shake my head. I think that's just like the fandom in you because I do the same shit. Like the Saints. Because we're so passionate of this team, like you're gonna, you want a reason to buy in more than you want a reason to sell stock. But they keep showing us that this is who they are. This is who they are. They cannot beat a team worth a damn. Couldn't beat the Jags, couldn't beat the Texans, couldn't beat the Packers, which that loss looks worse and worse and worse as the year goes on. Now you lose today against the Vikings, you lost to the Bucks at home. They don't beat a team worth a damn. 
Joe says, even if we were 12 and five, if we face any running quarterback, we'd lose. Hard to disagree there. Brenda says, DA has won 30% of the game. She's coached, and we put a knife to PC for him to keep the job. Sums up where we're at. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that, it's hard to disagree with what you said there. New Daylight says, I'm sincerely hoping we lose everything for this coaching staff to get sacked. Hoping the Bucks take that first spot and thrive. F the coaching staff. Again, if that is what happens, okay. I, I just don't know it's a guarantee. Joshua says, DA is too inconsistent. We get our hopes up after a win, and they let us down again. It's so frustrating to watch this team. It's so inconsistent to go on a win streak, unfortunately. Yep. Brenton says, concerned about Lattimore's injury, could care less about everyone else. Fair enough. I mean, Lat's obviously the main, the main guy here in this situation. You know, you don't want him to miss a significant amount of time because he is that type of guy, but we'll see. I mean, that's the main concern because that is your arguably your best player. And if he misses time, the defense changes. We, we know that. Joshua says, this is what happens when y'all boost up wins against bums. Ain't nothing sexy about this team. Just a basic bitch. I don't even think they're a basic bitch. I don't, I don't even think it seems a basic bitch. If that's what you want to say, like this team is worse than that. You know, if they were just a basic bitch, they would be better than five and five. Honestly. Matthew says, which individual unit, offense, defense, special teams, perform the worst? What's your choice? Well, I will say the defense put them in such a hole early. Special teams I'm going to take out. Uh, special teams wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. Like, the other two units were worse. Offense, though, that bothered me. Like, defense was horrible, but at least they had one good half of defense. The offense did nothing good. You want to you buy stock and then chucking the football around in the third and fourth and making some fun plays? Sure, but... That, that to me, that, that doesn't move the needle. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't move me at all. Joe says, Brzee is the best thing we did this season. Fair enough. Easy says, two things were confirmed today. One is that Pete Carmichael is the main problem for the offense. And two, the Winston believers can be put to bed today. Yeah, look, I, the, the problem is like, every, like everyone loves to argue like QBs, who's the, who's the better QB and this and that. And it's like, they don't have a good option. Like that's, that's the truth. And it hurts, but it, it's the truth. You know, Derek Carr isn't good enough, but Jameis isn't the answer either. K uh, Rose88 says, we said this game would tell us a lot, and boy, did it. This is not a winning team, nor is it a winning staff. Offense has too many weapons to look like we did today. DA's got to go. Carmichael's got to go. Totally agree with you. Got a super chat here from that guy, 2252. Uh, really appreciate the support, man. I really appreciate you supporting us at that level, man. Said, said it before the season. They gave DA what he wanted to succeed. If we couldn't make it work, everyone up to Mickey should be afraid for their job. Look at where we're at now. Time to clean house. First off, once again, man, thank you for supporting the channel on that level. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Second, totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. There's no more excuses. You know, I, I said before the year, I was okay with them running it back one more time in the sense that you got everything that you want or you asked for, but this is it. There's no third. You don't get a third bite at the apple, okay? You brought in the quarterback you wanted. You, you had a first-round pick because of the Sean Payton trade. You are able to go make a couple more moves, bring in Jamal, uh, bring in some key guys in. You got Nathan Shepard. You got Colin Saunders. You reimagined the defensive line a little bit, but this team is not it. And I agree with you. I do think that Mickey should be scared for his job. Uh, I don't think he will have any concern, though. I think his job is secure because the Saints are probably afraid to clean house completely. But, man, don't you think the Saints would be a little bit better if they didn't waste the first-round pick on a left tackle? And don't you think the Saints would be better, or at least in the defensive line and the pass rush, if they drafted a defensive end that could play instead of one that's injured every, every game of the year? 
that matters. Like those are two first round picks that got just absolutely thrown into the garbage. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. He should be a little worried, but I don't know if he actually will have to be worried. Uh, and that is unfortunate. Hale Mendoza with a, with a $5 super chat. Thank you for support, man. At that level, I appreciate it. It says whether this organization, organization wants to or not, but it's time for a complete rebuild sell for the future. I agree with you. And I'm going to be honest. There is no better time to rebuild the now in the sense that if you pay attention to the state of the NFC South, Falcons don't got their quarterback and they got a lot of question marks. Bucks don't got their quarterback. They got a lot of question marks and questions at the head coach. Panthers, we don't know if they have their quarterback. And if they don't, they're screwed because they invested a lot in him. And I don't think they have their coach. So yeah, you're trying to win a bad division while everyone else is down. But maybe had you use this time to rebuild you can come out of the ashes looking pretty damn good while the rest of the division is still figuring shit out. And that won't be the case, obviously, but I agree with you. I think they should be looking to rebuild, and I, I don't know if they will, but that's the way I feel about it. Easy Zero with a super chat. Again, thank you for the support, man. I greatly appreciate it. it says, maybe they don't have a good option, but Carr greater than Winston in terms of the, the sign. Uh, I agree. I know that's a hot take for some people. Uh, I think Derek Carr's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. I just don't think they're going to win anything with either one. But this is where people have to be fair. If you don't like Derek Carr, and I think it's very easy not to like Derek Carr because he's whiny and he's not good and it's fine. You can't be hyped about everything Jameis does in terms of throwing the ball down the field, giving Olave a shot, but then turn a blind eye to the two picks because the two picks that he had were inexcusable. The first one, I mean, way to give up on the play. You're better off eating the sack. The second one, I don't know where that ball's going. I don't know where it's going. So we got to be a little fair. The, the thing with, with Jameis and Carr is the floor for Carr is much higher. They're not going to win anything with either one, though. Like, that's the truth of the matter. But I, I, I do agree to that extent. Carr is better than Winston. It's just neither one moves the needle for me. But thank you for the Super Chat, man, and the support. I, I greatly appreciate it. Got another Super Chat from Cam. He says, screw it. Get Pretty Boy Hainer out there. You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm being dead serious right now. I would like them to play Jake Hayner at some point this year. At some point this year, I'd like them to play Jake Hayner because it's not happening with Derek Carr. It isn't happening with Jameis Winston. Obviously, you're not playing Taysom at quarterback. And you might as well see if this kid has any semblance of an actual NFL starter. And the likelihood is probably no more than it is yes. But wouldn't you want to get some type of idea before you go into the offseason if this kid could play or not? Because if this kid could somehow play, and I'm not saying he can, there's a very good chance he can't. He probably can't. But if he could, it saves you a lot of money. It gives you some hope in a horrible year. And I don't credit Washington a lot. But Washington, towards the end of last season, put Sam Howell in for the last game of the year, saw that he could do something. And now, Sam Howell's been starting for them. And let's be real. Sam Howell hasn't been elite. But Sam Howell's been pretty damn decent this year. And, you know, part of it is, Eric Bieniemy, who deserves a hell of a lot of credit for what he's done with him. But Sam Howell on a rookie quarterback contract has given them pretty decent production. Over 2,400 yards, 14 touchdown, nine picks. He's been better than Derek Carr at 40 million. So, you know, it might sound crazy to some. It might be like, oh, here comes a hot take. You're going for a reaction. No, I actually think Jake Hayner should start at some point. And I don't think he will. I don't think the Saints have the guts to do it. But you know what? If this season continues to play out this way, and let's say they lose their next two and they're five and seven, I would throw Jay Kaner out there. Throw him out for the Panthers or the Giants game where there's not that much pressure on him and see if the kid could play. I don't think it's going to happen, by the way, but hey, I mean, let's let's see. 
Let's let's see what he can do. Let's go back into the comments here. New Daylight presents says comfort has killed this staff. Now they're soft and flaccid. No one respects them. No discipline. Pete is just a follower, not a leader. Please, God, make them go. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Uh, K Rose eighty eight says Loomis has to be looked at as well. I agree. Connor with the shifts. It's time to clean the uh, house and a story. Eric says is it time for it? It is time for DA to go. What more does Benson need to see? My guess would be ticket prices or I mean ticket sales going down, uh, merch going down, whatever. Like financial implications for them to see it because they're ignoring the actual results. Matthew says, I'm not trying to be someone saying a quarterback change is going to do anything, but I honestly think just running Taysom at QB would be the best option. Quarterback power to the moon, and if you lose, it's not any worse. I agree with that last part. It's definitely not any worse. It's far more entertaining what they're running. They're just not going to do it. So uh, th- that's just the way I'd see it. Matthew says, I have no words. It's time to make a change at head coach and GM. Hard to disagree with that, man. Aldwin says, uh, Jameson set, a, set us up on that last drive with a minute 56. Why would you call a deep pass? I mean. I don't know. Quarterback also can't make that bad of a throw. It works both ways. But, like, are we shocked that offensive play calling's bad? No. It's been bad the whole year. John says, it's bad enough that we don't make any changes with coaching. We don't even handle the more simplistic changes. Get another punter. <laughs> Headley's been bad the whole year. They just let him rock. Job security in New Orleans is at an all-time high right now. Easy says, Loomis has a job for life, so he won't leave unless he wants to step down. But not mad at him for trying to make a winning team. No, I'm not mad at that. And I, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to make this very clear. I want to see the Saints win football games. But now, as these type of games happen, it becomes more and more clear that they're not going to win anything worth a damn with this coaching staff. So you you had the chance, you know, it's just not happening. It's not happening. I'm ready for something new. Jake says, time for Gail to sell. I don't know if that will ever happen. Gabriel says, this game was uh, definitive proof that DA, in fact, does not got that dope. (laughs) Yeah, he is not it, man. We know that. Matthew says, gave up the entire length of the field in penalties, 1,000% coaching, fired DA into the sun. Don't got to tell me twice. Easy Zero with another uh, with another chat says, no matter what happens, because we're still going to win the NFC South, the entire offensive staff has to be changed. I agree. You know, offensive play call matters. Look at Washington with the enemy. He's been doing his thing. Uh, and Washington's had some fun games. So I don't disagree with you at all. Like this is... This has gotten, at this point, so repetitive that I don't I don't know what to say sometimes. Connor with the shift says, we have to draft a quarterback. Can't keep doing this. Don't disagree with you. DJ says, Saints invested in mid and got mid results. Shout out to Jameis for even giving them a chance at winning this game. It's sad we even got to this point. Yeah, the whole situation is just a shit show. It really is. Fred says, you can't be a defensive coach with the oldest team in the league, projected $70 million over the cap next year, and give $150 million to an average quarterback only to give up 27 points to career backup. <laughs> Why should I speak when you can put it that way, Fred? Because you put it pretty well. Jordan says, what did we just watch? A fraudulent Saints team. That's what we watched. Joe says, tank for Jaden. Eric says, we should trade it for Dobbs. He is the way, he's way better than anyone we have at quarterback. They should not have traded for Dobbs because they're, they're not winning anything. Shout out to Josh Dobbs, though. Shout out to Josh Dobbs. John says, well, go Arizona. I guess we can still end the week as sole number one. Damn, I'm trying so hard to be optimistic. I tried. I tried so hard to be optimistic this year. And who knows? Maybe I'll do it again in the future and be and be a dummy. But like this is not this is not happening. It's not happening this year. Jordan says, should Winston start next week? Well, they got the bye, so my guess is Derek will start after that, unless it's like a really bad shoulder injury. But I mean, what's the point at this? I, I don't think it's just QB. 
I think it's very easy for us to start blaming the QBs, but I don't think it's just the QB. Jalen with the super chat. Thank you for the support, man. Says, hear me out. Ben Johnson, new head coach. I will definitely hear you out on that. I've been screaming that for weeks, uh, maybe months. Like Ben Johnson would give the Saints an injection of life that they desperately need on the offensive side of the football. But if I'm Ben Johnson and I have my pick of jobs, I'm not going to the Saints. Over the cap, bad quarterback situation. I'm good on that. But I would take Ben Johnson a heartbeat. You kidding me? I I would love to see Ben Johnson coaching the Saints. I just don't think it's going to happen. Would love to see it. Don't expect it to happen, though. But you know what? This is why we got to wait and see. The NFL is unpredictable. Shit could happen. So we'll let this one play out. But I I, I think that that is definitely the guy out of all the candidates that you got to be like, okay, he's the most interesting and probably the most intriguing. Alex says, Kevin O'Connell has gotten more out of Josh Dobbs in two games than DMP ever had with Derek Carr. And, And isn't that the perfect evidence of what you got as your head coach and what the Vikings have in in Kevin O'Connell has been great. Joe says it's a combo of horrible players and coaches, O-line, mid-QB, and worst coaching staff in the world. I mean, you guys are going to keep saying these things. I can't disagree. I mean, I'm very low on this team right now. Fred says it doesn't matter if you created the best quarterback ever in Madden and made him real life. Uh, With Carmichael coaching, it's not going to work. That guy could screw up a marble. I mean, yes and no, because like, We've seen Pete Carmichael with the best quarterback in the world at a point in Drew Brees, and offense was humming. So I don't know if I agree with that part. I think Pete sucks, though. I want to make this very clear. Pete is not good. That take, though, I don't know if I agree because I've seen Drew Brees make this offense look like the best offense in the league. Easy Zero says Pete couldn't even tell when the Vikings were blitzing, which, by the way, could I could not believe that the Saints face a team that blitzes more than any other team, that sends more six-man rushes than any other team, and was shocked that the Vikings sent the house most of this game. Tyler says, crazy how we wait to use QB spies until after they already have 50 rushing yards against us. Same crap every week. Yep. Joshua says, start Taysom. Fuck it at this point, man. Fuck it. I mean, they could do whatever. Nicholas says, to the point where I'm just sad and frustrated, the roster has talent, bad QB play, and bad coaching is what's holding us back. Don't disagree with you there, man. Heath says, I apologize for being optimistic last Sunday. This team is a joke. Bye week couldn't have come at a better time, but I have zero faith in this team moving forward. I agree. I agree. Uh, All World Trucker says, Jameis put us in the position to strike, but yet uh, he hurt us. I told people he's no better than Derek Carr. It's the dumbest argument that I've seen on Twitter. Like, Jameis came in and he did some fun things and, and people use that as like, they're talking about the their quarterback agenda and who should start. And I'm like, the more we argue about Jameis and Derek Carr, which is the, the battle of the mid there, we are, we are wasting our time. Neither guy is the future, okay? Neither guy should be the future. And we should be talking about more important things. Pete Carmichael uh, Carr being terrible. Dennis Allen being terrible. Mickey Loomis being way too lackadaisical about this team. That's what we should be focused on. But instead, people are battling over one quarterback who didn't do anything and then one quarterback who made fun plays but then threw it all away with two interceptions. So it's like, why are we wasting time on that? Neither guy is the answer. Jack says, found a new part of the fan base I hate, the part that is happy the Saints are bad to prove their agenda. Why be a fan if you're enjoying your team being bad? I will never understand that, Jack. Like, people came at me on Twitter today and were like, yo, why are you happy about the Saints losing? I'm not happy about the Saints losing. I hate when the Saints lose. I don't like talking about losses. 
You think I like coming on here every single week and going, I think they should fire Dennis Allen? No. The reason I say it is because I want them to get a coach in here who's worth a damn, who they can actually win games with, so I can have a smile on my face again because I have not been super happy about the Saints in like three years. That's the truth of the matter. So, yeah, people will be happy about it because agendas to push and this and that. The reason I want this shit to just end already is I want a coach who can lead this team to where they got to go. They don't got that guy right now, which makes me frustrated. I'm not happy they're losing. I'm pissed. This shit sucks, but such is life with the way this team operates, you know? Got another super chat here from Cam. I really appreciate it, man. He says, I'm going to start parking trailers in front of DA's house. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, nothing's going to happen. I, I, I really... I really don't think that they're going to fire him after this year. And maybe that's my my pessimism kicking in. And that could be it. But I, I just don't, I don't know if they're going to fire him. I don't expect them to fire him. And that really does upset me. Because I, I think it's time to make the change. And I don't know if they will. Audwin says, I told you two weeks ago that this program ain't, I don't know what, ain't whatever. Uh, they got that win a couple of weeks ago and I told you, but you would rather not hear me. See, this is what I'm going to say to people who say this, because I first off, really appreciate you tuning in and leaving your comment. I made myself very clear. Beat the Vikings, and then we can talk, I said about the Saints. And if you don't believe me, I'll go get it clipped up, and I'll throw it on Twitter. But I made myself pretty clear about that. I said, you got to beat 500 teams or better for me to believe in them. I will give you your props for beating the teams you should beat, the Bears, the Colts, but you got to get a signature win. And I said... If the Saints went into that Lions game at 7-4, and four, which now they cannot because they lost today, let's talk about it. And let's talk about this momentum that they're building. But no, they got egg on their face again. So I agree with you that this, this program, this team ain't shit. You know? But to, to think that I thought that beating the Bears was going to make them a great team, no. I said beat the Vikings, beat the Falcons, and then let's talk. But now there's no point in having that talk because they can't beat the Vikings. They showed us who they are, and that's it. Case closed. This team's fraudulent. We don't have to go back into it again. So that's that's the way I said it. But I don't want to twist my own words here. I said beat the Vikings, beat the Falcons. Let's talk about that Lions game. But there's no point now. This team is a mess. Ed with another super chat. Thank you for the support, man. It says Saints 8-9, first-round exit and home loss. I mean, that's where they're heading. Do we have any doubt about that? I mean, maybe not the playoff thing at this point, but that's where they're headed. Harvick fan 4DT says, looking at the next four games after the bye, Falcons, Lions, Panthers, and Giants. How do you feel? I think 3-1, and one, maybe 2-2, two and two, but I don't trust this team right and coaching. Uh, I do not think they go any worse than 2-2 two and because two, that's a horrible stretch. Falcons aren't good. Panthers aren't good. Giants aren't good. Lions, they should get their teeth kicked in, which would go to Audwin's point about them not being worth the damn they're not, and they'll lose to the Lions because they're not worth a damn. But this this stretch is a very favorable stretch for them. Three and one, though. No, I'll go two and two. I'll go two and two because this team finds ways to lose games they shouldn't. They shouldn't. So two and two. What did I get them? Seven and seven, which is perfect, right where they want to be. Because you know, apparently, shooting for five hundred is the gold standard in New Orleans now. That that's what I would say. Zeke says, "Fire this out to the fucking sun." He says, how do you feel about Jameis moving forward? Jameis is who he is. He is who he is. Like, I, what do you guys want me to say? He makes some fun throws. He makes some stupid throws. Like, that. that's Jameis. Amazing, amazing personality. 
probably fun as hell to have in the locker room. Seems like a really good dude. And he makes a lot of really, really fun throws. But he makes a lot of dumb throws. And he's not a franchise quarterback. So that's all there is to it. Jay Slick Rick says, we need more reporters like you. These old dudes be sugarcoating shit that needs to be said. Well, I don't consider myself a reporter if I'm going to be honest. Like, let's be real. I'm, I'm a blogger for, for work and then podcaster on the week and weekends. But I'm not a reporter. And it's easier for me to say stuff than Saints Media because, like, they got a job to do. And God forbid they do get credentials pulled. Like, that would suck for them. So, I like, they can't just go up to the podium and be like, hey, Dennis Allen, you suck. Why? Like, no, it doesn't work that way. So, I... I am lucky. I get to sit here in the comfort of my space and say what I want to say. So I don't want to knock them. Like they got a much harder job than I do. Like I want to make that very clear. What I will say though, is like the constant need to feed into the egos though is crazy. Cause like, it's okay when they do their job to like, just say they did their job instead of being, well, Saints fans, you wanted this guy out of the building and he just did this. Would you look at that? Like, no, they're five and five. We don't, we don't got to be hyping every little thing up. That, that, that's what I'd say. But they got a much harder job than I do. Penalties after penalties the entire game, literally drive killers. They had That is one of the silent killers for this team. Every week outside of the Bears game, it has killed them. Joe says Brzee is the only good thing this year. I agree. Easy Zero says, yeah, I don't understand the Saints defense in the first half. It is ridiculous. They're terrible in the first half. They're great in the second half. And, and that's pretty much how it goes every single week. So. We'll kind of see if this changes. I don't think it will. I think this is what this defense is now. No pass rush. Can't get against mobile quarterbacks. Is what it is. Silver and black entertainment. I'm so glad we got rid of Carr, but I wish the best for you guys. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing the Raiders did right. Moving on from Derek Carr. I mean, I'm sorry. The one thing Josh McDaniels did right. He did everything wrong except for moving on from Derek Carr. But then they brought in Jimmy G who sucks. So it's like, is what it is. But at least they got Aiden O'Connell playing. So, I mean, that you could have some fun there and optimism. But, yeah, that's the one thing Josh McDaniels did right. Gabriel says the inconsistency was pisses me off the most. We'll never string two to three good games together against quality opponents. It's just not possible. Easy Zero says we're winning 10 games. I expected this loss, to be honest. This loss in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter. I don't know, man. I, mean, I, I appreciate the optimism. I, I don't know of saying that it doesn't matter, though. Like, they can't beat a team with a winning record. Like that that matters to me at least. You know, I I I I understand like in the grand scheme of the division, it doesn't matter. So I agree with you on that, but they can't beat a team worth a damn. To me, that matters a lot. Joseph says, fire DA and Ben Johnson and hire Ben Johnson as a head coach in this simple move, but this team won't make that move. Fair enough. Um, Nick says, Why would they beat a team missing their QB, their best wide receiver tight end? What are you smoking? Uh, I guess that's to the Comment about them uh, not beating the or saying there's no way they're going to beat the Vikings. Yeah, this you got to win this game. You got to win this game. Now you can say I expected the Saints to lose because this is what they do. Totally respect that. Then you're right on the money, and then kudos for knowing your team to a T. But I mean, you, you got to win this game. Jake says Jaden Daniels, Chris Olave connection will feed families. Oh man, that would be fun as fuck. That would be fun. Joshua says. And the trend goes on. Taysom's still 18-1 and running six times a game. One run of today. It's The stats are there. I mean, it is a flawed stat to a degree, but it does show when the Saints let Taysom and that offense be balanced and dictate the tempo, they're a better team. Easy Zero says, if you have 41 years of fandom, then you should have seen this loss coming. 
Nick says, you shouldn't be losing to this team. If this is okay with you, that's some low expectations. I mean, the expectations are definitely low. Gavin says, Nick said the MT injury isn't serious. I kind of figured that was the case with like him being on the sidelines, him hyping up everyone. But good to know that it's not. Like we'll have him back probably after the bye. Forgives says, Carr is not the guy. He's scared of pressure. He looks lost when he has time in the pocket. And James is asked, but when Olave got involved, we almost had a fake comeback. Carr is a part of the old generation QBs. No lies, man. No lies told there. All right, so I'll get into more comments that you guys have. Before I do that, I want to get in a quick word from one of our sponsors, Crystal. I need to clear something up about New Orleans. While our culinary scene might be on fire, our food has never been about heat. It's always been about flavor. And this is how New Orleans does flavor. Are we clear? Crystal, how New Orleans does flavor. Once again, thank you to Crystal for being part of the program. We greatly appreciate getting back into more comments that you guys have here. Uh, Walltown Best 88 says, in honest opinion, Donnie Badger looks slow. He does. E-Zero says Debo should have had a pick on the first drive. You know, I kind of felt like that was telling us what the game was going to be. Dobbs throws it right at him, right to the hands, and it ends up being a catch for Addison. So, you know, I'm not really surprised there. Kind of just feels like, you know, the, the stuff like that kind of just tells you where the game's going. Ruthless Way says Winston takes chances. We got him to give him respect for that. You can give him respect for that, but like there's a degree where it has to go, right? Like Derek Carr is not taking enough chances and Winston takes too many chances. Like that's that's just how it goes. It's got to be a balance. Easy Zero says, bro, the GM isn't firing the head coach at five and five. I agree, he's not. I agree he is not going to fire the head coach at five and five. I'm talking about after the season. They're not firing him mid-season. I never thought they would fire him mid-season, ever. But after this year, he's got to go. So get these last seven games in, and then let's let's move on. K Rose eighty eight says, "Remember when we said we will find a lot from this game? We found out this team and staff are not winners." Yep. I mean, should have known. It was obvious, but like this was the nail in the coffin. Like no more for the rest of the year in terms of having any optimism because this is who they are. Jalen says, "I never understood the Cam extension. He's been regressing heavily. He's still smart, but he's just slow. Also, we need to start drafting some athletes to deal with these running QBs." That's the other thing, like, when people want to keep the DA defense, DA's done some great things. As a defensive coordinator, like, I can't diminish that. And if I do, then I'm just being an asshole. But DA has that mold for defensive ends. And while I understand what he's trying to do in today's era where all these quarterbacks are so athletic and they can break your back with just a ridiculous scramble late in games, you got to have athletes. And look at some of the best pass rushers, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Michael Parsons, Miles Garrett, some of these guys are like freak athletes, the best of the best. You got to get more athletic. You got to have more juice on that side, and they don't have it, you know? And and as for the cam extension, I know why they did it. A, they want him to retire Saints, and cap purposes, it actually helps them in the future, but that contract's looking pretty rough. We're better with Winston, Carr, and P. Carmichael need to go. Uh, offense did nothing with Carr in the game. Look, it's, I think it's a senseless argument at this point. Like, yes, Winston had some fun throws, still threw two picks, and they still lost the game. Like, I don't care who starts at quarterback at this point. That's why I keep saying I'd rather see them start Jay Kaner at some point. Gabriel says, my girl is way too bad to be dating a guy who watches Dennis Allen coach team. 
just signed her up for Ange and Bumble out of respect. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's funny. I appreciate that, man. I, I really appreciate that. Ransom Antoine says, uh, crazy watching uh, Warner take bad angles every snap. Yeah, he was. he's taking bad angles. Alante Taylor on the Josh Dobbs rushing touchdown. Worst angle I've seen. Just dumb. JH says, Headley needs to go. Fair enough. Forgive says the defensive line is so bad. Cam Jordan is way too slow for an edge rusher. He should play DT and let Foskey set the edge. Stop doing the same thing. So sick of hearing about who should be our quarterback. The answer is no fucking body. Please shut the F up with this dumbass debate fan base. Holy hell. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like that's, that's today's world of sports, right? Like debate, debate, debate. And I just think it's a senseless debate. It doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Team's not going to win with either one. And, Sure as shit, not going to win with Carr right now and definitely not going to win with the quarterback who throws two picks and a half of football. So what do you do? What do you do? Gabriel says, Groupie and Headley are great examples of just how effing off DA's gut instinct is. Hard to disagree there, man. I mean, it's the patience that they have with these guys. And I don't get it. Like, it's a win-now league. You can't be bad at your job and continue to just get away with it. And for the record, Blake Gillikin, like, when he went to Arizona this season, started balling. So it would have been nice to have that punter in the building. Not saying the punter solves everything, but Headley's not it, obviously. Ruthless Way says Saints barely beat the Bears last week. That is true. Ed says Loomis will draft bad, but we'll get a good we'll get good free agents. See Shahid. Yep. Undrafted guys are their specialty. Pierre Thomas, Rashid Shahid, Deontay Hardy for a little bit. The Saints are good at that. Don't forget the almost two interceptions from Winston. Yeah, I mean. He was throwing it out there. It, it, it was out there. Probably should have had three. Ruthless Way says Carr can't pass the ball to Olave without blaming him. Not entirely wrong. Joseph says, glad to see Olave cook. If you could do it with Andy Dalton, no reason he shouldn't be able to cook with anyone else. I know he's a star, and if, if he played with the top 10 QB, I promise you he'd be top five wide receiver. I don't know about top five yet, but I, yes, I do agree that he's got the talent to be one of those upper echelon guys. We see it, you know, with that touchdown catch. and. And plays of that magnitude. Easy Zero says, we're 5-5 five and, five and still first in division. Hainer won't see the field. I totally agree. I want to make that very clear. Just because what I want to see doesn't mean it's going to happen. Because I know it's not going to happen. Hainer's not going to see the field. There's no doubt. Uh, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what Doozy says here. You'll, you'll never see Hainer. DA's playing for his job and he'll take a meaningless win over player evaluation. So I, I agree with that. So I want to make that very clear. Just because I said I want to see Jake Hainer play doesn't mean I think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play. Jack says, I still can't believe Eric B was in the Saints facility for 12 effing hours and they went with DA over him. That's when it all went wrong. When it all went wrong is when they decided to just go all in on, on Dennis Allen and this team, see that it didn't work, and then not make enough changes after. That's, for me, where it all went wrong. But there's a lot of reasons for where it went wrong. Matthew says, trade the house for Kyler and start new. I would love Kyler Murray here, but like, how are you going to get Kyler Murray? You got a $40 million quarterback on the roster right now. Kyler's awfully expensive. I don't see it. No cap, no filter says, let's go the Titans route. Draft quarterback and let him battle it out for the starting role after sitting a year behind Carr. You know, look, the Titans struggled today, and they did not do well offensively. But at least there's like, is that fun to the rest of the year where there's a glimmer of hope if, if Levis ends up being the guy. Now, Levis has one great start, one eh start, one bad start. So that's the process of dealing with a rookie. Not everything's going to be sweet, just like C.J. Stroud every start, but it, it is a glimmer of hope for them, and, and 
that is probably a, a decent route for them if they were to go that that way. Trey, the big bro says, I would only rebuild if we aren't cap struck and not bound by old contracts. Yep. They kind of leave themselves no choice but to keep doing this shit with the way that the cap situation is. Sharif says, you notice Carr never gets hurt with a lead, always rush back the following week. Gabriel says, we should just drop 12, just drop 11 in coverage. Uh, our D-line is really that rough outside of Granderson. Yeah, although Granderson didn't have his best game. I thought Brian Brzee played pretty well today. I thought he did some good, uh, really good things. But yeah, that pass rush just isn't good enough. Matthew says, no, this season sucks, but it's hard not for me. Uh, Hard not for me to get a little excited thinking about that Falcons game after the bye. A rival is still a rival, and the stakes are still a spot in the playoffs. Never know. I, By the way, guys, just because I'm sitting here complaining doesn't mean you guys should complain too or feel like you shouldn't have optimism for this team. I mean, if you, if you feel like, hey, like this team is still good enough to win, whatever, that's your opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? I, I, I Don't get me wrong. I'll be excited for the Falcons game. But this team does not win anything worth a damn. They don't. Forgive says Cam Jordan is too slow to get off the edge. Please. Nicole says the Saints have been a win-now team for four fucking years. Let it go and rebuild already. Easy Zero says, would love Ben Johnson, but he's going to have better options. I agree. I kind of think that's just the truth. Harvick fan 4 DT says, Saints ain't ruining my Sunday next week, y'all. But in all seriousness, going to the game in Atlanta two weeks, hoping for a W. Hopefully they get it for you, man. Still one year left of car. Yeah, th- th- this is one more year and then probably dumping him. Joshua says, 8-9 season, fire Dennis and Pete, hire a guy they'll build around the remaining roster, and draft. Sharif says, Carr has zero pocket awareness and cinder blocks for feet. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he is, his pocket awareness has, has been mind-blowing to me. I, I thought it was better than that. Cam says, not letting out of this house until we get a new coach. Danny says, James playing Madden out here, uh, out there. I want him to start because I got a lot of fantasy. See, that's a fair reason for wanting him to start. You want your fantasy points. I respect it. I respect it. Carl says, maybe it's time for the honey badger to move on and come help LSU get the DBs right. True Saint, if you were in charge of making changes at the Saints, what would your five-point plan reference coaching players, finance, et cetera? How many years would you give head coach and OC to set it up? Well, obviously, in terms of plans, I'm, I'm getting rid of this coaching staff. I, I don't think that you should keep Pete and DA. You're getting rid of them. I'd go offensive-minded coach, bring him in. Now, the tricky part is you're kind of stuck with Derek Carr for one more year. So what I think you could do is kind of use Derek Carr as a bridge. You could draft a guy if you like one. Or give yourself some time with, with Carr, Taysom, Hayner. Play it through. You got to give, I would say, the new staff probably... And maybe I'm maybe I'm being unfair. Probably three years. Like you give him the first year, knowing it damn well could be a mess. You see if the second year is improvement, and then you go into that third year. And that's why I said with Dennis Allen, I have a little bit shorter of a leash with DA because he's been a head coach before. He's not a first year head coach. He's not. So that that's for me why I was frustrated with this entire situation. I'm glad we lost. I hope we keep losing to get a top quarterback in the draft and fire DA and Carmichael. Captain Deluxe says, if you watch that game and still think Jameis is the answer, you were lost. Two picks and, and the second was thrown into triple coverage. Triple, taste him on the bench. Yeah, he's not the answer. The, the, if, if people think that, it is what it is. You want to say he's fun, he's good for fantasy? That's that's fine with me. That is, that is cool with me. But to say he's the answer, that's crazy. Cassius says, Saints were so scared of another paper bag error that they committed to below average quarterback and a bottom three coaching staff. Yep. 
Ed says, off topic, saw the holdovers. Great fucking uh, flick. Hashtag fire DA. I saw the holdovers last night, man. That that was phenomenal. It was one of my three favorite movies of the year. Uh, it is Cross the Spider-Verse, Oppenheimer, the holdovers. No particular order. Those are my three favorite movies of this year. You guys know I love movies. Big movie guy. Uh, that was great. And I'm glad I saw it because they gave me one thing this weekend that went well. Went to go see it. I had high expectations. It delivered for me. Now, I was hoping that the Saints would win today, and that didn't happen, so that's not ideal, but at least I saw that. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Father Time is catching up with Cam. Yep. No doubt about it. All of this, and we're not going to drive the quarterback in one of the best classes in a long time because his front office doesn't want to change. I hate this team, and my choice in fandom shit sucks. That's probably my favorite part of when your team starts struggling. It's like, you're, it, it's, it's like, okay, you know, you start talking about why am I Saints fan? Why why did this happen? Like they'll have their glory again. I just don't know when the hell it's gonna happen. Loomis won't fire DA. They're drinking buddies. Gail Benson needs to wake the hell up. I kind of agree with you, Paul. I, I do think that that is a problem. DA has done great things defensively, but if he elects not to fire P. Carmichael, that would be a decision he has to live with and reflection of poor coaching. DA is the head coach, so failure to adapt and make changes in a timely matter falls on him. I agree. You said it very well. I, I totally agree with you, man. Demetrius says our defense is the real fraud. We already knew the offense wasn't going to be elite. Love Heals All says that he's a defensive coach and it stops there, unfortunately. Yep, great defensive mind. That's it, though. That is it. Got a super chat from Carl Markey. Mark, thank you for supporting us on that level, man. Greatly appreciate it. He says, fans need to accept that this team we got, uh, this is a team we got, and there's no quick fixes. The season will be a roller coaster. We could just, we could just as easily go deep in the playoffs as lose the division. It, it is what you got. Like, you're, you're stuck with what you have. And the argument is, do fans want to lose out and hope he gets fired when there's no guarantee in that or just hope for the best that they win? And, like, again, I will hope the Saints win games as long as I am doing this. I want the Saints to win. And I look at their schedule. It's still a joke of a schedule. A lot of cupcake games on it. So if they win those, they very well will be in the playoffs. It's, it's hard to trust them, though. I think they'll do anything in the playoffs but they would have a chance. It's all about what would they do after that? Don't really know though. I think that that's a tough one to say, but I, I do think that it's going to be fascinating to see what happens because th there's no quick changes. Nothing drastic's happening over the bye. The schedule's still a joke and the division's still bad. And obviously they're not going to blow this thing up mid season and they're not going to try to tank because this is a coaching staff that's competing for their jobs. So you're going for broke and, I don't know. I still think they make the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to do anything. Like today was it for me on selling whether or not they could be a competitive team. Like for me, that's it. That's just, that's just where I'm at. Caden says, do you think Diaz lost the locker room? If not, at what point does he? Uh, I know he has not lost the locker room. I know for a fact he has not lost the locker room. Now, at what point does he? I don't know. I really don't know. He didn't lose it last year and they were worse than they were this year. But I know for a fact he has not lost the locker room. Paul says two picks, okay, but two touchdowns. Gave the fans hope. Carr wouldn't have scored as usual, says Paul. Look, I'm fine with it. Like, guys, I want to make this very clear. I don't think Derek Carr is good. He used to be good. He's not good anymore. He is a below average quarterback. So if people are reading this thinking that I dislike a certain quarterback, whatever, I dislike this entire quarterback room in terms of what they could be. Now, I think Jameis is more entertaining than, than Carr. 
But that's not what the Saints are doing. That's not who the Saints are trying to start. And if you got a problem with me saying that, then you're blaming the wrong guy here. Because I'm just here to talk about the Saints. The coach brought Derek Carr in thinking he was the guy. He clearly isn't the guy. But that's who he brought in. I think our offensive coordinator is holding the t- entire team back. I don't think he's the only one. He's definitely a big part of it, though. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. Why did Graham come back if they're not going to play him, Carl asked. I have no idea. I guess for us to break out the, the Jimmy Graham jerseys? Ed says, damn, Quan Alexander, Marlon Humphrey, torn Achilles. Damn, I, I knew Marlon got hurt. I didn't realize that's what it ended up being. That is brutal. And they ended up losing a game today that they had in the bag. Tough week for the Ravens. Tough, tough week. Moving over to uh, next comment here. Demetrius says, it's how they're choosing to deploy Tyron. That's the problem. I, I mean, look, he's also just old and slow at this point. Paul says, it's clear you, you dislike Winston, but he's clearly better than all your choices. Carr, Taysom, and especially Hainer. I, look, guys, if you think I dislike Winston, the guy, couldn't be more wrong. I want Winston to succeed. If you guys don't like that I don't think Winston's a starter, that's fine. I also don't think the Saints have a legitimate franchise guy on their team at all. Sure as hell ain't Taysom. He's just a great playmaker. Sure as hell isn't Jameis Winston. It sure as hell isn't Derek Carr, yet he gets paid the most to do it, but he doesn't do a good job. And Hayner obviously isn't an NFL quarterback at the moment. The only reason I said I want him to play is because I don't think this team's going anywhere, so I'd like to see what he can do. But if you guys think it's a competition of, oh, I I dislike Jameis Winston, I don't like Derek Carr. I think he's a bad quarterback. So I'm sorry if I'm not going to praise Jameis Winston for two stupid interceptions today. Was he better than Derek Carr? Sure. But Derek Carr sucks too. So that, that's where I don't understand this argument. It's a stupid argument. And again, if fans want to like a certain player, there's nothing wrong with that. I think Jameis Winston, super fun guy to have on the team. And he's actually a really good backup to have because there is that high upside of the dude can sling it. So for one quarter, like he did today, he could light you the fuck up. But at some point, he's going to come back to earth and be who he is because he takes a lot of risks. Now, would you rather have that as opposed to Derek Carr that takes no risks? That's cool with me. That's cool. But stop trying to make it seem like, oh, I don't like a certain quarterback and I like the other one. I don't. I don't think this is a good quarterback room at all. And if we're arguing Jameis, Derek Carr, in the year 2023, you already lost the war. Forget about the battle. You lost the war. So that's all it comes down to. It's that simple. And I apologize if I'm getting annoyed by that comment. I don't mean it by that. I appreciate you tuning in, Paul. I really do. And if people want Winston to start, I'm not blaming you for that. That's totally cool. Trust me, I am not sitting here on pins and needles begging Derek Carr to come back from his injury. I've seen enough from Derek Carr this year. But I am not thinking that they have any answer at quarterback on this roster because they don't. They don't. It's that simple. And And I'm tired, though, of people getting so caught up in that instead of talking about other things that are more important. They don't got a quarterback worth a damn on their team. It's okay for us to admit that. It's okay. Cam says, all these pointless QB debates could have been avoided, but Sean and Mickey chose to draft a rando from UTSA. Oh, with Lamar? Yeah, I I mean, yes, it would have been absolutely avoided had they done that. And I said, I I will remember where I was. I was watching Infinity War in the theater, and I saw the Saints traded up, and I got so excited. And then, I think it was Infinity War. Let me make sure that adds up. I'm pretty sure it was Infinity War. Like, I'm, I'm 99% sure I was seeing Infinity War. Okay, so when did Infinity War come out? 
Infinity War is 2018. Yes. Okay. So I was at the theaters. I'm watching Infinity War. I checked on my phone for one second, saw the Saints traded off. I started like nudging people next to me. I'm like, yo, holy shit. I think we're drafting Lamar. And then I saw Marcus Davenport got drafted. I'm like, what the fucking hell? Like, oh man. And Lamar is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, man. Pro- Honestly, Lamar might be my favorite quarterback in the league, but it stinks that, that that's not what happened. And yeah, all the, all the debates would have been done. You know, all of it would have been done. Demetrius says Hawk went for 134 yards and you knew he was the guy. That's not good defensive prep, uh, preparedness. They knew he's the guy. They also knew he was hurt and yet did not matter. Like dude did his thing. Goonie 300 says we need a mobile quarterback and new coaches. I agree. In today's era, if you don't have a quarterback, that's got a little mobility to him. You're done. You're dead to right. So that's, that's just where they're at. Dana says, we better not miss an opportunity to draft a quarterback this season. This draft has enough competent quarterbacks to choose from. Take your pick of the litter. I'm cool with that. I would draft a quarterback every single year till they figure this shit out. That, that's how I would look at it. Ed says, people trying to make this a black-white issue with the QBs. They're both trash. Period. End of story. No one dislikes Winston. And if anything, in terms of personality, Winston's way more likable than Derek Carr. So this idea that I don't like Winston, sure, I don't think he's a starting quarterback. But I can't stand watching Derek Carr not take cha- uh, not take risks and then blame people. So if you think I'm enjoying watching Derek Carr, sadly mistaken. I have not had a fun time watching Derek Carr. Love heals all. Winston is the lesser of two evils. Look, man, they can start whoever they want. I, I have no problem with whoever they start. I really don't. I can't keep listening to Carr and James debates and discussions. Neither have won a playoff game or done anything worth a damn. During their tenures, anywhere near, uh, anywhere, we need a homegrown young quarterback. That's what I'm saying, man. Get me a young, dual threat quarterback with some wiggle to him. Come in, make some things happen. Kendall says, "Man, we need to draft a quarterback. We wasted 150 million on a backup caliber quarterback, and Jameis still can't read defenses and love to sling the deep ball." Yes, they do need a quarterback. They, they can't make it any more clear. They need a quarterback, no doubt about it. Now it's a matter of whether or not they make it happen. Don't know if they will. But yes, it is time to get someone in here. You know, Carl says Jaden Daniels. Carl, I mean, let's do that, man. I would love to see Jaden Daniels on the Saints. Be fun as hell. That would be your glimmer of hope. But who knows if they get there? True Saint says, how do we move forward as a contending franchise? Got to move on from this coaching staff. That's the starters. That's for starters for sure. So until you do that, you're stuck in the mud. But I really, I really don't know outside of that, man. Like, it starts with that, and then you go forward. Love to see to have Jaden Daniels or something, but it's not happening. They aren't going to draft anybody. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing that came out this weekend. Comes out, and, and these things do not come out by mistake. It came out that the Saints are committed to Derek Carr. And Derek Carr rewards them by sucking ass again. So, is what it is. Ed says, Jared Goff is trash for a new coach. And look, yeah, again, but it, you got to get the right guy in. I agree with you. Like, if Ben Johnson came over here, I imagine he could make their quarterback look manageable. But you got to get the right coach. And that's where it's going to start with, and that's where it's probably going to end with, because the Saints are not going to figure out anything until they get a new coach. And I don't know if they will, and we'll see. But that's going to wrap it up, guys, for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, if you let any comments, concerns, questions, disagreements, whatever it may be, I appreciate you for tuning in. I really do. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you to everyone who sends Super Chats, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, obviously not what we wanted. Saints have a bye week now. Make sure you enjoy that week off. Go enjoy it. Do something fun. Take your time off. 
Take your mind away from the Saints for a little bit, and then we'll be back and talk about the Falcons in a little bit. Uh, but we'll have a show Monday, Monday morning, 8 a.m. Central, here at Buka Media. Make sure you subscribe, and as always, stay tuned for more content here on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Nation. Enjoy your Sunday night, everyone.